You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, Eric. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Good. Well, I really appreciate you joining me um, and was just wondering if you could start by telling me a little bit of your background and how you got into this arena. <laughs> Depends how far you want me to go back. but As far uh, as you want. Yeah, I started uh, law school back in the 90s with the idea that I was really wanting to get into patent law. And uh, so did what I could to take those cases. But at the end of the day, um, the paths just kind of took me else, elsewhere, started doing some general practice work with other attorneys and uh, a lot of general practices, of course, family law. So uh, I kind of kind of fell into it that way. And so how long have you been doing family law primarily? Uh, well, here in central Ohio, anyway, since 2004. So that'd be over 19 years now and in my 20th year. Uh, even before then, um, I'd say about roughly 50% of some of my past practice dating back uh, into at least to uh, 2000 would be dealing with family law. So, so quite a long uh, time. Yeah, quite a long time. Yeah. And is there a special area of family law that you work with or? Um not really. I suppose what I could do is exclude some of those areas like um, we don't handle or I don't handle uh, those cases that are in the quote system and what would be dependency, neglect, abuse, delinquency, those types of cases. Um, as much as I have enjoyed the few adoption cases I've handled, um, typically not the type of work that I do, although I'll, I've handled the uh, step-parent adoption cases and those are always a lot of fun. Uh, usually everybody's very happy, happy, very content at the end of the case. <laughs> exactly. Right. But otherwise, you know, everything from divorce and dissolutions, uh, post-decree matter, custody, support, um, kind of everything. Can you tell us the difference between, I think oftentimes the consumer or the average person is, is um confused with the difference between collaborative, amicable, litigated, and dissolution. So, you know, can you just briefly? So with um, with the collaborative approach as opposed to just straight up dissolution uh, is a lot more process oriented. The end goal is the same. It's to, for the parties to come and reach an agreement with regard to how they're going to divide up their assets. Uh, how support is going to look like going forward, how they are going to parent their kids together. Uh, so either one of those is uh, dissolution or coll collaborative divorce, which I believe is a misnomer, are both geared toward eventually getting to a dissolution. The difference is that collaborative is a process uh, by which uh, there's a much more uh, formal structure uh, that creates parties' expectations uh, that are much more easily managed throughout the, the process. You have meetings, you have homework, everybody gets jobs to do along the process, whereas a dissolution can proceed in any number of fashions 
at the and usually at the pace of the person who's willing to uh, go work the slowest, if you will. Uh, it's often uh, not scheduled. There's very little scheduling involved. Uh, the difference also is that uh, well. In dissolutions, the use of outside third-party professionals is certainly possible. It's not necessarily something we always do. Um, with collaborative, you have your financial neutrals, you have your family counselors, who are all part of the meeting process in order to get the parties to reach in their goals. Whereas in dissolutions, it's kind of a, a little bit more of a wild west. Papers flying back and forth. Uh, it's much more adversarial in that maybe there's something my client doesn't want the other party to know and that if I'm not obligated to disclose it, uh, perhaps I'm not disclosing certain information. Yeah. And collaborative is a much more open process. Uh, and like you said, more, kind of, more players involved. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, if someone were just considering the process of divorce or dissolution, do you have any advice to them of, of what to look for or what to avoid or what steps to take first, that type of thing? Um, as a matter of legal advice, I would say get your ducks in a row. <laughs> uh, so many people come to me and they don't have the first step, the first knowledge of what their uh, financial situation is or where they want to go or what they want to do. Um, they don't prepare, if you will, for the potential that they're going to be involved in this process for a great number of months or well over a year. Uh, so getting the preparing for that is both mentally, but also financially is, is very important. Um, but from a practical standpoint, I would also say uh, prepare to go through it as quickly as you can. Um, <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it, do not go into the courts trying to seek justice or vengeance. Um, if you if you are, those cases are going to be just long. Uh, they're going to be expensive. And at the end of the day, no client is ever satisfied with the result that he or she will obtain. Right. Nobody's a winner, really. No, absolutely not. Um, do you have a memorable case? That, that really sticks with you, either positive or negative, that has impacted you? Um, it kind of goes along with what I said about how long cases can last. And I can think of a few cases, not just one in particular, but they all fall in the same category. And they involve uh, how parents parent their children and how they relate to each other. And I have seen more than my share of cases where children are caught in the middle, where they are used as uh, weapons against, uh, the parties will use them as weapons against each other uh, to air their grievances or to air unsettled grievances, uh, things that they did not address in their, perhaps in, in their original divorce case that just remain uh, personally unresolved. And these cases are terrible on children. Uh, quite often, very often, these children end up in therapy. I've had uh, at least one child who uh, did more than threaten suicide or cut, but actually took more active steps to uh, harming himself. Um, and those those are the types of cases that really stick with me because it amazes me how two people who 
walk down the aisle together, who who cared enough about each other to have a child or children and, and raise them could so bitterly turn against each other that uh, in the interests of vengeance, they overlook what is really best for their kids. And it's almost like they're blind to the the trauma, the injury, the pain they're causing their children or child it, it just to get back at somebody else. And that's that's sad. Right. And and part of the reason for that also is that neither one of them thinks takes any blame for themselves. They even if they recognize the harm that is suffered by the child, they will blame it on the other parent. Right. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Well, that that's that's so true. So <laughs> Um, if you want, if you if you want to talk about a collaborative case and that, that would stick out in my mind on the other side, as far as a successful case, I had one a number of years ago where um, I had a client who was very concerned about uh, the termination of her marriage. She was very unsettled. Uh, she couldn't believe this was happening to her. How was she going to move on? Uh, what was her? How was she going to be financially? What was her? post-dissolution, uh, post-divorce picture going to look like. And through use of the collaborative process, as well as her own um, self-motivated actions of seeking uh, help through certain groups, by the end of the process, she was singing the praises of the process. She was so grateful to have gone through it. She was, um, well, nobody's necessarily happy about but I know what that you mean. marriage failed, but uh, she was very comfortable with it. And at the end of the day, was glad that it happened and that it was over. Well, the collaborative process obviously is not for everybody, but I do think that when you, like you said, you have tasks, you have team, you have timelines that helps the person to understand that we're not just trying to get to the recording of the divorce. We're, we're trying to create your life after the divorce and and what's it going to look like in five years and and not just be stuck in the moment. Correct. Right. And and which is really the one of the real positives in my collaborative was designed was not only to just divide up your stuff and, and put an end to the marriage, but to really try to achieve those things that you want in your life after the process is over and after there are no more attorneys and after there are no more judges and magistrates you still have you you still have the kids and in a lot of ways you still have your ex-spouse right right if there are children you're you're still tied to them in some ways absolutely um i really appreciate you taking the time to do this and i know you're very busy um if someone wanted to get a hold of you How's best to get a hold of you? Do you prefer email, phone, text? Usually what I would do would be to refer them to the website, um, which would give information uh, about the firm, about the members of the firm and, and what we do. Um, we give you a lot of background also, initial background about divorce and the issues in divorce and about the processes. Uh, that website would be www.sowaldlaw.com. Uh, otherwise, I would encourage them to contact the office. Um, my number is 614-464-1877 and have them call in and talk to one of our staff members uh, who could ses- set you up with a consultation. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate the time and um, have a great afternoon. Thank you. Aaron, thank, thank you absolutely so very much. Thank you. Bye. It's been a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.